It's Thursday, November 16, 2017. I know people would like to say that these caribou or polar bear want to cozy up to a pipeline, but that is just not true. Alaska's pristine National Wildlife Refuge, now one step closer to oil drilling. Pollution has a disproportionate effect on our communities. African Americans bear the brunt of U.S. fossil fuel pollution. Global carbon dioxide emissions are increasing for the first time in years. Plus, France will cover U.S. funding responsibilities for U.N. climate science. All of those embarrassments and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Syria has announced plans to sign the Paris Climate Accord. Joining 196 other countries, making the United States the sole U.N. member country to stand against this deal. It's called American exceptionalism, as in we're the one exception. This is your Green News Report. We're like an island, but not actually, thank God. Islands are having a really hard time right now for some reason. (laughs) Okay, Desi Doyen, Republicans have for years, decades, I think, been... Trying to do this, trying to drill in the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge. It looks like this time it may actually happen. Yes, it actually does look like that. On Wednesday, the majority Republicans in the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee pushed through a provision to open up some of the pristine Arctic National Wildlife Refuge to oil and gas exploration, despite opposition from the vast majority of Americans by attaching it to their tax cut bill, claiming that the small amount of revenue from drilling will offset their $1.5 trillion tax cut. In a testy hearing, Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell of Washington State noted that the oil industry already has millions of untouched acres right next door in the Alaska National Petroleum Reserve. And she excoriated Alaska Republicans and the Trump administration Interior Department for claiming that wilderness and oil development can coexist. I'm just amazed that people want to throw away such an unbelievable ecological jewel of our planet. I don't even just mean our nation, I mean our planet. We think that it's a critical habitat that should be protected and that it is not consistent with oil and gas development. And that position was echoed by the Audubon Society, which called the refuge crucial for endangered species, saying, quote, there is no such thing as a wilderness oil field. You've either got wilderness or you've got an oil field. Mm. They and other conservation groups are calling on Americans to call their congressional representatives to stop the land grab of America's last intact wilderness. Global carbon dioxide emissions are increasing again for the first time in three years. That's according to preliminary data for 2017 released by the Global Carbon Project this week. The report found that total annual carbon emissions from fossil fuels and industrial sources rose 2% higher than last year after remaining flat for three years in a row. I was going to say, I thought they have been down or at least flat for many years. Now they're back up. Any idea why? Yeah, they say largely it is driven by increased burning of coal in China and India, but they also say that the United States and Europe have slowed down their rate of cutting their emissions. Mm. 
And part of that slowdown in cutting emissions for the United States is a slight increase in coal burning because of the Trump administration's rollback of air pollution public health regulations, and also an increase in methane leaks from natural gas drilling on public lands. Methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than CO2, and now a new study has measured those leaks from drilling in New Mexico and found that the climate impact of methane leaks from natural gas drilling are, quote, equivalent to 12 coal-fired power plants. And they also lose money for the companies. You would think that they would want to capture this uh, methane in some way. And sell it. But they're also wasting royalties that are supposed to go to, to taxpayers. To the American taxpayer, exactly. African-American communities bear the brunt of air pollution from oil and gas facilities. That's according to a new study commissioned by the NAACP, which found that African-Americans are 75 percent more likely to live near toxic oil and gas facilities that churn out more than 9 million tons of toxic air pollutants every year. And that has serious health impacts, including higher rates of asthma among African-American children. But finally, there is a bit of good news sort of, that emerged from the U.N. climate talks now underway in Bonn, Germany. Other nations are trying to pick up the slack and the responsibilities of the United States in the wake of President Trump's decision to withdraw from the landmark Paris Climate Agreement. On Wednesday, French President Emmanuel Macron announced at the conference that France and Europe will cover the United States' funding responsibilities for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the world's preeminent organization for global climate research. Thank you, France. And on behalf of the U.S., I'm sorry. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm sorry. So sorry.